I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. We have a special program today. Happy Veterans Day, uh, Remembrance Day, depending on where you're at. We salute all of our service members, past and current. Uh, thank you all. Today we're going to talk to actors from The Chosen more. I mean, you guys responded so well to the last couple of interviews where I was on the set of The Chosen that I, I was like very excited that I was able to get some on Zoom today uh, because one week from today the chosen three season three drops and it, it kicks off with a special event in movie theaters you can go to angel.com uh, or fathomevents.com and find the events uh, the angel website looks like this uh, but the chosen will kick off the season in theaters next week one week from today november 18th uh, and so Get your groups together, get your friends together, uh, and and buy a bunch of tickets. This will be fun. Jordan Ross plays Little James in the Chosen series, and he joins us now. Jordan, great to have you on Life Today Live. Thank you so much. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the role, because um, I, I mean, this is a different kind of deal, and it's blown up. It's gotten big. What's it done for you? Oh, I mean, what what hasn't the chosen done for me? It's uh, you know the the chosen has has in more ways than than one changed my life. You know when I when I booked the role of little James, I was working an office job at an acting school. Uh, I hadn't booked anything in years, so it kind of sparked my my career. I had been pursuing acting since I was six and had mild success here and there, but nothing consistent uh, until the chosen. Um, and so it came at, at the perfect time. I had just started a family. I was feeling kind of stuck. Uh, but then beyond that, it's, it's helped, uh, give me a, a sense of purpose. It's unlocked all of these different, um, passions of mine in terms of being an advocate for the, the disabled community. And, uh, it's given me a platform to speak to kids about anti-bullying, which is something I'm really passionate about. Um, and it's, it's given me these lifelong, friendships and relationships within the cast and crew uh that you know these people are my family they're my my best friends and i'm i'm just so honored um and blessed to be a part of it even if if you know the rest of the show is a total flop which i know it won't be um i'm i it's all worth it because of you know just the people that i i get to go work with yeah, uh, yeah. every day yeah so you mentioned your advocacy work uh and I'm guessing, does that tie in? I don't think most people know uh, your your medical history in the sense that you've, you've kind of had it rough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was born two months premature and uh, have cerebral palsy and scoliosis. Mm -hmm. And it was something that uh, I, by the time I was 10 years old, I had undergone six or seven major surgeries. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also have severe asthma. I was in a, a medically induced coma for two weeks when I was 18. Um, I kind of went through the works with, as far as uh, medical issues. And it was uh, difficult because, you know, I, I had I felt like I had been given this passion and this gift for acting. But I was also given this curse, which was my limp. 
uh, that was going to prevent me from ever realizing my potential as an actor. Uh, because, you know, as you know, the, the industry has certain standards for, for the way you're supposed to look or the way you're, you know, body standards and stuff like that. So um, when The Chosen came around and Dallas Jenkins, the, the creator of The Chosen, noticed my limp, uh, he asked if, if he could embrace it and make it part of my character. Uh, now, season one was already written at that point, so we had to wait to address it in season two. And uh, in season three, we address it even more and really dive into the question of why doesn't everyone get healed? Um, it, it explores the relationship between faith and healing, which is a really complicated relationship. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not afraid to ask those tough questions. And um, I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of, of you know, the spark uh, that will hopefully lead to a lot of people having those conversations. You know, it's one thing if that's a part of the script and you're acting the part, but when yeah. you're living the part, surely that has to be a whole different level. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, playing little James on The Chosen is by far the most personal role I've ever played uh, because the the writers and, and creator were so gracious to to put so much of myself into into the character mm-hmm. uh and in season three there's several scenes but one in particular with little james and jesus where i'm confronting him about the fact that he hasn't healed me mm-hmm. and he's asking me to go heal people now yeah. and yeah. it's uh a, it was the most emotional challenging um but rewarding scenes i've ever done as an actor and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for for people to see that, which they'll be able to see in theaters on November 18th because that's in the first two episodes. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Great. Now, very excited. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that, the production. I mean, my goodness, when, when this whole thing started, it was a few, you know, web or app-based episodes kind of started, you know, catching on. Now it's worldwide. Now you're doing theater. I mean, you you know, you guys are having red carpet events in movie theaters yeah. and, and people all over the world. Uh, how, what, what, when you lay down and go to sleep at night, does there, some of that ever just play in your head? For sure. It, it, you know, all of us in the, the cast of The Chosen talk about it all the time, how bizarre it is to, to be recognized and to, to have <laughs> people that, you know, they we get comments that like when people read their Bibles, they're picturing our faces, which is <laughs> oh, one, it's a lot of pressure, but two, it's, it's also, uh, you know, as actors, you always want to be a part of something that lasts, you, you know, you kind of want to leave that, that legacy. You want to be a part of something that impacts people long after you're gone. And, uh, I'm so grateful that, that we've been able to find that with the chosen and, you know, it, it's, being someone that has been there since you know the the first four episodes it's it's wild to see how far it's come Mm -hmm. uh and i'm finally at a place to where i feel like i can actually allow myself to get excited about it because before we never knew like we, we were having to raise money and there was over a year in between each season and you know covid would you know hit and delayed everything and yeah uh, it was it was a little more up in the air. It felt like um, where none of us wanted to get too excited about what uh, the future held. But now we're at a point where it's like, okay, I think it's I think it's here for the long run. I think we're gonna last, uh, and it's uh, it's kind of sinking in how big of an impact the chosen has had. 
Yeah, and I feel bad for Luke. Uh, people picturing his face when they think of Judas. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last question for you, and I appreciate your time. Um, where do you see Jordan as an actor? Uh, I know you guys got this is what season three, and we're looking at hopefully seven uh, uh, complete seasons. Where, where do you see yourself maybe going after this? Uh, let's see. Oof. So that's some, you know, I, I've thought about that. that as actors, it's like you, you the dream is to find a, a role that one will have a lasting impact, but two uh, will provide some sort of security for at least a, a chunk of time. Because with actors, like you get one good job and then it's over and then you have to find the next one. Yeah. Um, so I've been writing a lot. Uh, I, I want to do, you know, produce some of my own films, hopefully. Nice. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm open to whatever. I, I've I've played a few bad guys recently. Um, so I'm, uh, that's fun. That's not something I really had a, a lot of opportunities to do uh, before uh, earlier in my career. So uh, they always say that it's more fun to play the bad guy. Uh, so that's been fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, I just want to keep playing roles that challenge me and challenge the viewer and make people think and uh, that spark conversations and, and you know, hopefully ha- leave some sort of impression. So that's that's my goal. Well, you're leaving a, a good impression with The Chosen. So you're off to a great start. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Jordan, appreciate your time. Thank you. You too. Amber Williams plays Tamar. Now, who is Tamar, you might be asking. Uh, She is the friend of the paralytic that witnesses such a miracle that she becomes a radical follower of Jesus. Amber, great to have you today. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So this character, Tamar, is an interesting one uh, because she's not really specifically in Scripture, Mm -hmm. but more than that... Uh, she is uh, a Gentile. She's mm-hmm. African. She's a woman. Uh, how has this character been for you portraying her? You've hit every one of those points. Um, <laughs> uh, Tamar represents a lot of people in the Bible who are either unnamed or referenced to who actually existed in those times. And I love that the chosen has kind of breathed life and, and giving them dynamic um to, to add such a colorful part of, of the story of Christ to the lives of those around him. Uh, for me, I definitely relate to Tamar on such a deep level because all of those things that you've listed made her makes her the other. Mm. <laughs> um, she stands out in a crowd, not just because she's wildly adorned, which she is, she has the best wardrobe on the show, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she does come from a different place. And she speaks a different language and she has a different faith. And it's just something that I've experienced because I'm currently living in Spain. I've been here five and a half years. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman of color. It's just, it's, it's, it's a journey that I've experienced in my life of, of being the other in a lot of rooms that I walked in. And the great thing about The Chosen is that they're telling the story truthfully. And, and that's the great thing about it is that when you tell a story truthfully, everyone's story gets told. And it's not about who is getting their screen time. It's, it's about t- being truthful to the story. These are all just real people that existed in this time and not much has changed in 2000 years. You know, we're still trying to do the same thing every day to make it to tomorrow. One of the beautiful things about scripture is that uh, it says we, uh, the kingdom of heaven is comprised of every tribe and every nation. And 
I, one thing I like about The Chosen is that's kind of true on the set. Uh, how's it been being in such a beautiful mix of people from all over the place coming together to make The Chosen, which is very similar to what Jesus did when he chose people? Well, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's truthfully telling a story. And so when you do that, everyone everyone shows up. Everyone's story is getting told. And it's such an, a great experience. It creates a safe space as well for me as a person, as, as an actor, um, to just be surrounded by so much openness and love. Mm. And um, it's like you said, um, in the kingdom of heaven, like it's, if you remember from episode six in um, season one, when Tamara's first introduced to the group uh, and she meets Jesus, what's the first thing that he does? He meets her on her level. He comes down, he starts speaking to her in her own language. Oh, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about the show is how it relates to each and every one of us in the place that, we, that we're that we in. And how there's someone on the show because there's so many different amazing characters and writing is so good. that You can just watch a show and be like, that's that's me. I've been, I've been there. Or that's my mom. That's my wife. That's my son. Like, And, it, and it's done so beautifully. It's just great storytelling. So even if you're not... Um, watching it you know from a faith perspective it's it's an amazing um just storytelling and cinematography and it's just a great show all around i I'm, i understand that you uh were only supposed to be on one episode originally is that right that's what i've heard so tamar had a big question mark but they knew for sure that it was going to be like one maybe two episodes um there was no expectation whatsoever for her character after that because she is a character that was more or less um, a creative license. Like they, they, oh, and, and I want to delve into it without spoilers, but they do such a great job of <laughs> using her to connect the stories um, of the Bible. Um, but at, at that time, I was just grateful to be there. I got that audition when I was living in Spain. I didn't even make any money from that. <laughs> I literally wanted to be on the show so bad and they wanted a local actor. I was just like, don't worry about paying me. Don't just, I'm going to use whatever you send me to pay for my flight and my hotel to get there. I just want to be on the show. And um, that's how much it meant to me. And I got so excited when they called me for our season two. I wasn't, I was just expecting a couple episodes in season two and that was it. And my first day um, that I got to set in Utah, Dallas welcomed me with a big hug, and he had, he said, "Welcome to the group." And I was like, "What? What, what does that mean? What do you mean, welcome to the group?" And it was there that I found out that that she'd be um, more or less a permanent part of um, the followers of Christ on on the chosen, and it was such a blessing for me because it really just made me realize how much that I am living prayers right now, mm. prayers that I've made and prayers that others have made for me. Yeah, okay, so I, I respect the whole no spoilers thing, but you're kind of teasing me a little bit. Uh, so, But that does mean that, that we're going to see quite a bit more of you in season three? I think I can safely say that, yeah. I can safely say that we'll see a lot more of Tamar, and um, I think I can safely say that we, because a lot of people ask me, where is she from? Why is she here? What has she gone through? What's her story? Like, mm -hmm. we got to know. Why is she so fancy dressing? So um, we're going to find out in season three a little bit more about her, okay. where she comes from, her history, and why she is the way she is, and what brought her to Corium in the first place. Well, good on them, because I literally watched season two, I was like, that's an interesting character. I wonder what her, her story is. So I look forward to hearing more of it. <laughs> I'm curious about what Amber Williams' story is. How did you get to this place and so 
in acting and you mentioned obviously being in Spain and connecting with the chosen. Um, what, what's your story? Uh, so my story is just a tremendous lesson on faith, to be honest, and just, <laughs> and just kind of believing it up, uh, like giving that burden away. Um, I, you know, dynamic life. I'm going to say that I'm going to leave it there. I've had a dynamic life. Um, and I actually, um, didn't I wanted to be an actor, but I'd never thought that, that was something that you know real life people can do. Um, and so I went to school and went to nursing school. Really? <laughs> and I, yeah, I did, and I did everything that I thought you know the right way. But my heart kept you know being called to be an actor. And one day, someone really close to me, my best friend, like my grandfather, he passed away. But before he passed away, he was like, you know what? I worked really hard in my life for you to be able to do whatever it is you want to do with yours. Mm. And then he passed away two days later. And that got me thinking that I wasn't giving it up to God and living my life to the true potential and, and just laying that burden down and, 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 and giving it a chance. And so I just left everything behind, left my corporate job and moved away. And I was just like, okay, and I'm going to do this. And um, a few years later is when I got an opportunity to audition for the chosen. And as an actor, you, you might have heard this story before. We just we usually when these kind of opportunities come, we're on the edge of giving up. We're just like, I've been doing this for years. Nothing's happening. I am depressed. I'm sad because a lot of our self worth we realize we tie into our value. We tie into our ability to work. Yeah. yeah. And um, it came when it was supposed to like you know when church they always tell you um it may not come when, when he may not come when you want him but he's always there on time um the things that you you pay for may not look like or come in the package that you expected them to and i definitely wasn't expecting it to come in the form of the chosen and it was to me like the little series that could it was kind of like a passion project in all in all aspects it was being crowdfunded at the time and you had no idea that it was going to be such a global phenomenon that that it became and how many people that it uh, uh, affected and how now i'm a part of this and it's just been so overwhelming in all the best ways yeah that's beautiful it's the last question for you because your character is sort of the outsider what do you hope anybody who feels like an outsider comes away with when they watch the chosen i want anyone that watched the chosen to walk away feeling good feeling loved feeling inspired and feeling like they belong. And I think The Chosen does so well of, of connecting with people across like transcending race and religion and creed and, and just connecting to people on a human level. Mm. And that's what Jesus did because, you know, Christian did not exist at the time. And yeah. here he is. Now you have Gentiles following him, this mm -hmm. group of Jewish people, and she's like learning about their faith. and. It's just, I, I really want to affect people the way that it's affected me. And it's just a lot of what we consume nowadays is a little traumatizing, I think. Um, it's, it's, it, it doesn't leave us with happy feelings often when we finish watching it. And I want the chosen when, when you walk away from this that you feel lifted, that you feel triumphant. Because yes, they take risk and, and they tell stories in ways that we've never seen these types of stories told before but at the end of the day you know that there's triumph and 
that you belong, that you're loved. And I just want that for everyone that, that watches it. So no matter what you believe and where you come from, that you, you belong. And we see that with even the disciples that Jesus has choose to be, to be his apostles. And it's just, it's really beautiful and it's relatable on so many levels. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm glad that you're a part of it. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks so much for having me, Randy. It's been a blessing. Laura Silva plays Eden in the series. And if you know your Bible, you're going, who is Eden? Well, that's one of the more interesting things about The Chosen. Uh, Laura, great to talk to you today. Thanks for having me, Randy. Yes, this is awesome. So how do you how do you approach it? I mean, because essentially The Chosen is kind of historical fiction. I mean, mm-hmm. it has historical facts, but it has characters like like you who aren't necessarily in scripture is there do you know if there's any basis for your character in other writings or anything not that i've been able to like when i when i started digging into okay simon peter's wife really the only thing i could find that was factual was that simon was married and that jesus healed his mother-in-law so that's in scripture okay um right but that but other than that I really couldn't find like real facts as yeah. far as like who she might have been or anything, you know, as far as like personality traits or, or any like true stories that we could find unlike some of the other disciples where you right. can kind of read their their stories and you can kind of get a an idea of who they might have been, personality traits and, yeah. and what makes them them. Yeah. So yeah. Does that give you more freedom as an actor? And I mean, you're following the writer scripts. I get that. But does what, how do you approach that? Yes, it gave me all the freedom to really be able to play and and use who I am, my personality, my own truths, and my experiences to then bring Eden to life. And that's been the best part because the writers and the creators really allow all of us to do that and bring ourselves into it because that's how we portray our authentic selves. So that when you're seeing what, what you're seeing on screen, you know, we are, we are having these real moments and, and how we would, how we would react to whatever is going on truthfully so that it looks, you know, so that it's, it's, it's believable. Enjoy. It's enjoyable to watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is believable. Okay. So that begs the question, mm-hmm. who is Laura Silva? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's, it's, uh, it's, it never, you know, it's never easy, like explaining or like talking about yourself. I, <laughs> I am, I am many things. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I grew up in, in Brazil. Uh, well, I was born in Brazil, and then I grew up in, in uh, South Florida. And I didn't, um, I didn't always have uh, a strong faith rooted. My mom was raised Catholic, uh, but we never really went to church. It was something that she kind of wanted us to decide on for ourselves, that we, we grew up believing in, in God. And, um, but I never had a like, relationship with with jesus and who he is and the you know the authentic jesus that we read about um so it wasn't until i was in my mid-20s that i just kind of was really lost in feeling like i didn't know what i really wanted to do with my life and i had been um you know i was in college for for a few years and i wanted to go into sciences but i just felt misplaced 
And um, I didn't feel like that was truly where I was going to be happy. Mm. And um, yeah, I just fell into like a real dark place and depression where I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm, I'm feeling this like emptiness. And so when I, um, I think when I really surrendered, like, okay, um, what am I supposed to do? I, it, around the same time that I found Jesus and found God uh, was, was the same time that I realized that acting was what I'm supposed to be doing, even though I had no idea, you know, prior, I didn't have really any classes prior or like any real training, but um, I decided to just go for it. And I started taking um, uh, just local acting classes in South Florida. And it just became my home where I felt I belonged. And then it was around the same time I started going to church and, and really opening up myself to, to who Christ is. And, and it's like, he spoke to me almost like <laughs> telling me this is what I meant to do. So, so, okay. Yeah. So now, now that, that has to be a bit of a, looking back on it, kind of a, a weird thing because you're like, okay, I take mm-hmm. this step personally and then mm-hmm. professionally land in something that not, not only is about Jesus, but has right. really taken off and it's, it's a global phenomenon. It's mind blowing. <laughs> Honestly, like I remember praying about it when I got, cause the script was so well written and um, I had first auditioned for Mary Magdalene and I just remember how rich and, and beautiful the character was written with layers and like a real human people who make mistakes. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, there's not a lot of good stuff like this written, um, especially, you know, at the level that I was at for, for mm-hmm. acting. I was used to just doing commercial work or mm-hmm. one line like here and there on a, you know, on a show or something. And so the opportunity in itself was god sent truly because mm. i didn't even have um like a big agent that like submitted me for it really? just the, the whole story of how i even got to know about the chosen was like through a mutual friend who was on a faith-based show and i just it's like all these little connect the dot god moments that i call them um to even get me on where i am yeah. and yeah. some I, st- I feel like i still suffer from like imposter syndrome in a way it's like why am i how am i here i feel so unqualified but you know i'm constantly reminded that that's what jesus does he constantly uses people that you know aren't necessarily don't feel like they're good enough or big enough to do good big things so you gotta you gotta wonder if you hadn't you know kind of surrendered your life Mm -hmm. if you would have if you would have been here you know um I don't know. I don't know know where I would be. I don't know. So, okay. So you guys uh, finished season three. We got the movie theater premiere coming up on uh, November 18th. Very excited. Yes. We're really excited. What, what, where do you, it would, I know where a lot, I know the end of the story with a lot of these people, (laughs) a lot of the characters. Mm -hmm. Where's your, where does your story arc? Where's it going? You will have to watch and see, honestly. Um, with season one, uh, you know, Aiden is introduced and, um, you know, the, the dynamic with with Simon and Eden and how, you know, he's now, you know, first it starts off, we're, we're in debt and like you're dealing with these marital problems and I'm telling him I need him to be the man that like I married and um, and I'm I'm strong in my faith where he's not. 
so much. And then he encounters Jesus and it's like, yes, and we knew all along, this is who you're meant to, who you're meant to be, what you're meant to do. And I'm supportive. And then season two, you know, you don't really see a lot of Eden um, until the very end. She comes in for Sermon on the Mount, spoiler alerts, you know, if anybody hasn't seen season one and two yet, um, you can binge it on the app before it comes out in theaters. Great idea. (laughs) So, yeah. And, um, you know, so she comes in at the end and then season three picks up where that, where that leaves off. And so season three is when you really start to see, um, Eden's arc, I think for sure. Um, you know, now it's like the honeymoon stage is over and yes, she's excited that he gets to go and, and follow Jesus. However, what goes on while she's alone, you know, when she's at home and she's missing him and, and I think I think so many people can relate to that with traveling uh, spouses or things like that. <laughs> wow! Um, yeah, my dad was an evangelist <laughs> and gone about three hundred days out of the year as I grew up. So I'm sure my mother yeah. can relate to that quite a bit. So yeah, here's, I hope so. Here's here's the question because um, you know, I'm no, again, no spoilers. So I, the tension that comes into season three uh, that affects everyone. Um, Listen, I want to. I want to ask how Eden handles it, but I don't. I know you can't. I know I don't want to give things away, and I'm not yeah. going to ask you to. But how do it's you? It's okay. What I yeah. How? What can you say? What I can say is that she has a hard time yeah. handling a, a lot. You know, just like anybody would, I think. Um, and there are moments when there's there's moments when your your faith is tested, mm-hmm. and you're you know you could be so strong in your faith one day and then the next, you know, depending on the circumstances and what's going on in your life or what's happening to you, that can, that can be, you know, wavered sometimes. And you're wondering like, where, where is God in all of this? Cause I don't feel him here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, here, so here's, she my, goes through that. here's kind of my question. I'm, 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 I'm guessing you've had to, you've at least thought about this um, because we view the Bible in, in the very male-dominant lens of the Jewish culture of the day. But if you actually read the Bible, you've got Jesus encountering woman at the well, Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, Jesus elevates women. Um, have you thought, have you spent much time sort of crafting the, in the character, the woman's perspective of the gospel? Yes. Where do you go with yes. that? What do you what are your thoughts on that? I think when I'm when when you're reading the gospel as a as a woman and you do see Jesus encountering these women and how he speaks to them and how he not just elevates them but he brings them along with him essentially as followers as well. So he's not He's not saying that the the male disciples are more important than than the female right. encounters or, or Mary Magdalene. That she's equal. She's right there with yeah. them, yeah. and that is that's that means everything. Because a lot of times, I feel like that wasn't always the case too. Like especially back in the day when like sure. women weren't allowed to lead the churches or, right. Right. or anything like that. And so, um, I think really, I love that the chosen is is highlighting women and showing that Jesus really saw them mm-hmm. as equals as well and just as important and, and 
um, a lot of times he used women in the most important parts of his ministry. Yes, he did. So. Yes, he did. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet 2,000 years <laughs> later, some people still don't get that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you can't be Bible something if you don't know what's in it. <laughs> uh, Laura, okay. Wow. I, I, I love the insight, uh, and I appreciate the character. You do a great job with it. It brings it brings not just a fun dimension because if we know, okay, I mean, some of these guys obviously had wives. How would it impact their wives? I mean, and that's uh, interesting to think about and visualize and see. Um, but it just, it brings a richness to it. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go? I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm just really excited for for our audience, our our devoted fans, and new audience members. Hopefully. Um, to to go out and see what we have for season three because we've worked so hard on it mm. and the story just it just keeps getting better and mm-hmm. you'll get to see um, just different storylines you know unfolding and and really I think people are going to be able to relate a lot especially women yeah so November uh, yeah. Eight, November eighteenth we're excited yes and and yeah. we are I'm excited to see it too so thank you again appreciate yeah, you and uh, and and hope. Hope they let you stick around as long as, I mean, they could. You, you can be all the way through season seven. There's nothing stopping you know. Uh, I know. From writing I hope you so. In. So tell the writers to keep you around. All right. I will. I'll, I'll let them know. Randy said so. <laughs> That's exactly right. They'll be like, yeah. who? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Uh, get your tickets. Go to the Chosen's website uh, at Angel Studios, angel.com or Fathom Events and make plans now. You've got the weekend to get everybody together and say, let's go see it. And come back if you haven't subscribed or followed or liked or shared. Share, share, share. That's a great one. You know, people, your friends will like this one. Uh, do that now and come back next week. We will see you. Have a great weekend. See you again next time right here on Life Today Live. man comes to the Father, but by me. The only way to God is Jesus Christ.